It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. Tony, my alma mater, Northwestern, is elevating interim football coach David Braun to full-time status. I'm Tony Kornheiser. Are you okay with that? I know you were hoping for Eberflus. You were. Yeah, I'm hoping for Eberflus to maybe have an address outside of Illinois. Well, he can stay in Illinois. Just, no, I'm excited about David Braun. I mean, we've won five games. We won, I mean, come on now. We can, we're going to be bowl eligible after we beat Purdue Saturday. Ride the no, momentum, talking trash. It's totally, Battlefield it's totally promotion. deserved. This Excited is how I about felt David about Rich Passaccio a couple of years ago with the Raiders. He should have gotten that job. Yeah. You know, he should have gotten it. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, Draymond Green gets five games, the Bengals take on the Ravens, and Booger McFarland joins us for five good minutes. But we begin today with the news that Michigan has withdrawn its challenge to the Big Ten's punishment for impermissible sign stealing. Head coach Jim Harbaugh will serve out his three-game suspension missing both Maryland and the Ohio State showdown, and the conference agrees to close its investigation. Well, what do you make of this development? Well, Tony, I guess Michigan can say to itself and to Jim Harbaugh, look, let's just get beyond this. We're going to go pound Maryland on Saturday. We're going to get to Ohio State, and we got that game in Ann Arbor. And we shouldn't need you standing on the sideline to be as angry and as willful and as purposeful as we can in beating Ohio State. That is going to put us in the college football playoff, and then we won't have to deal with this anymore. You will have served your suspension, Penn State, Maryland, Ohio State. You'll be done with that, and on we go. We move on, not to Cincinnati, but we move on to the college football playoff. So let's just, just get this out of here, have as little drama as we can. And, I, you know, I don't know how accepting Harbaugh was. He was saying he wanted his day in court and he wanted to go and talk like, you know, Tom Cruise, you know, in some, some movie situation, which was, of course, silly. You want Harbaugh to be still focused during the week on what he can do. His team is ranked in a position to win a national title. That's a huge deal at Michigan still. It's a huge deal for the Big Ten. It's a huge deal for Harbaugh personally. So go do that. And this will be over. I'm look, when I found out about this, I was stunned. The first note I took was four words long. Help me out here. I don't understand <laughs> this at all. I mean, yeah, I was expecting Harbaugh tomorrow to talk and talk at great length. And now he's not going to do that. If I heard you correctly, you made it seem like if he's not on the sideline against Ohio State, just because it's in Michigan, that's going to be a win. I don't not believe that. Not just because. I, not just because, I don't, but partially. I don't believe that. I can't believe he doesn't want to coach there. So I'm trying to understand, and I'm not a lawyer. I'm trying to understand what happened here. My first reaction would be the Big Ten showed Michigan and Harbaugh a preponderance of evidence that made them fold their tent and walk away. But by the same token, the Big Ten said it did not connect this with Harbaugh directly. directly. So if it, was it, a school if it didn't do that, yeah. why are they doing this? And then I thought, Mike, you know, Michigan and Harbaugh are settling. Who settles in life? People that settle don't think they can win. 
People that are guilty sometimes settle, or people that may be leaving this school to go to the NFL well, might consider settling. I am, yeah. st I continue to use the word stunned. I am yeah. stunned by this, never expected it at all, and I'm looking for the reasons why it happened. Because, Tony, the, the battle is something they don't have to win. They want to win the war, which at Michigan is winning a national championship. Ohio State has done that a lot more recently. Michigan wants its eye on that prize. So you said, oh, people who do that don't settle, don't win. They're not settling for Harbaugh not to be there for the college football playoff. They think – Got to beat Ohio that, State, you know, Mike. I'm, I, I know, I'm, not, I'm not certain I agree with them completely on the Ohio State piece, but I understand. They think in Ann Arbor, we better have our people together and we've got a terrific associate – whatever head coach who's going to be out there for this for Saturday, and we better beat Ohio State. Okay. Let's rally the yeah. state and beat Ohio yeah. State. I'm not, I'm not against me, it. I don't know that I'm with it Watch me roll entirely. my eyes on this. Okay, all right. Okay. All, all right. Sick. Now to the NBA. The league suspended Warriors forward Draymond Green for five games for his chokehold on Rudy Gobert Tuesday night. NBA head of basketball ops Joe Dumar said Green's History of unsportsmanlike conduct played into the length of the suspension. Tony, what is this punishment and the rationale for it signal to you about Draymond's season moving forward? It signals to me that there is zero tolerance for Draymond Green from the league. They basically said to him, we're giving you five now, big boy. You do this again, it's going to be 10 or 15. And he's going to do it again because he always does it again. And if you stay with me for a few seconds here, I see something greater in this that's not about Draymond Green. Okay. I think the league office looks at the Golden State Warriors now and says, you know what? They're not true contenders. We don't have to accommodate them anymore. I, I just get the sense that they say, all these viewers you used to bring us, you don't bring them anymore. Embiid brings viewers. Jokic brings viewers. is gonna bring viewers. You guys are old. Because I'll say this, Mike. I believe they know who the true contenders are. And I believe right. they know what they have to do for true contenders. And at this point, if this had happened four or five years ago when the Golden State Warriors were at their peak, Draymond Green wouldn't have gotten five. He'd have gotten one, maybe two. No more than that. Because the league wanted Draymond Green and Klay Thompson and Steph Curry out on that court. And now they don't need them as much. I totally disagree with you. If it, and I and I've I've moved my position on this, Tony. It's just listening to people that I, that I talk to in the industry and and my colleagues, and one of them listening to Jay Will, who this morning on Get Up presented this, and I I found myself going, you know what? I'm going to text Jay Will right now and say you're right. And Jason Williams said, no, this is bad because zero tolerance would have been a much greater suspension for Draymond Green, whose rap sheet is a mile and a half long. And it should have been way more than five games. It doesn't show zero tolerance. And I'm going to say this, Tony. The league is not there yet. At least at the top of the pyramid, I'm told there was disagreement on sort of what should happen here and what the Warriors are and what this all means. This, this, this is, a, is not yet any sort of acknowledgement on any diminution of the Golden State Warriors. The league still feels it needs the Warriors. They still bring the eyeballs. If you don't think so, check the TNT and ESPN slash ABC schedules and see how many times the Warriors are out there. I agree with you, Tony, that they are diminished because Klay Thompson, who I love, is not the Klay Thompson of old. 
Wiggins. I don't know what's happened to Wiggins since he was the second best player in the NBA Finals in June of 22. Don't know what's up with him right now. So, Tony, they are diminished, but they're not out of this thing yet. And Draymond, to answer the specific question, he's going to have to be better. I think he will be. I think he knows that challenge. I think they all know, hey, we got to be great, and it's going to be hard in this new Western Conference with some of those people you mentioned. The West is loaded, and they're not waiting for the Warriors. So, Tony, I think this is like a let's see, but it's not zero tolerance. Zero tolerance would have been 20 games for Draymond Green. That would, would, that, that would have been zero tolerance. Ten and North. Let's move to tonight's Thursday night game, Cincinnati at Baltimore, the most attractive Thursday night game so far this season. Cincinnati has already lost to Baltimore in Cincinnati, and both teams come into this game having been beaten at the buzzer by walk-off field goals last Sunday. Well, man, I sort of think this is a do-or-die game for the Bengals, and you don't. Why? Because the season's too long. Because we get into this in college football, is preposterous. When team loses the second game of the year, and people say, oh, it's over for them. And, you know, like if all the other teams went out. Now, the NFL season is even longer and nobody's going to win out because nobody's won out since 1973 or 72. So, Tony, there's too much time left. I agree with you. This is a really important game for the Bengals. They don't want to slip below 500. You you don't want to get into that. But the middle is thick in the AFC. There's nobody out there who's going to go 15-2. and two. That's not going to happen. So the Bengals have some time. They want to get together. We've seen teams. You and I lived in Washington when Joe Gibbs and his team ran the table and got in after being whatever they were, 5-5. Five and five. We've seen the Packers with Aaron Rodgers do this. There's time. They need to win tonight, but I'm not going DEFCOM and saying this is a must. Okay, so Cincinnati at the moment is 5-4. and four. They have, They're have they 0-2, and they last in the division, a really good division. Uh, they're 0-2 in the division. They have lost to Cleveland. They have lost to Baltimore. They're 1-4 in the AFC. So there's no tiebreaker that they can lean on. They're not going to get a tiebreaker. If we think that Cleveland's in terrible trouble without Deshaun Watson, and they may not win much, and we both think that, they have Pittsburgh this week. Pittsburgh's ahead of Cincinnati. If Pittsburgh wins that game, doesn't matter what happens with Cincinnati. Doesn't matter because they're behind them too. I just think this is an, a very, very important game for yes. them to yes. win, right? Agreed. I do. It's a very important game important. for them to win. Yes. And I look at I look at Miami and I look at Kansas City and I look at Jacksonville and I look at you know Baltimore. They're going to win the divisions. They're going to be in only and a maybe game Buffalo. ahead of them. Jacksonville's wait, wait, one wait, game wait, ahead of them. Wait, All right. please. All right. Maybe Buffalo. Maybe Pittsburgh, maybe Houston, God help us, maybe Denver. So I think it's an important game for Cincinnati. Let's take a break. Coming up, the Browns will have to rely on their great defense to win, and we will ask Booger McFarland how that feels. We'll also ask him whether number one Georgia could be vulnerable at Tennessee, ranked 18th, on Saturday. It's a big fat middle. It's fun to watch this game because Baltimore doesn't close on close games. So if this no, goes in the fourth quarter. Pardon yep. the interruption is presented by Bullet Frontier Whiskey. Please drink responsibly. Part of happy hour. And in part by Freestyle Libre. 
PTI fans, listen up. Have you heard you can listen to episodes of this very show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership? That's right. All your favorite PTI episodes can be heard on Amazon Music ad-free. But that's not all. You can listen to other top podcasts like The Low Post and First Take ad-free as well. They also have your favorite shows like The Daily, Part of My Take, and Up First, all without ads. You know what this means. Uninterrupted listening, so no more cliffhangers. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts, so we know they definitely have something for you. And it's already included in your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to Amazon.com slash PTI. That's Amazon.com slash PTI to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats Rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Welcome back to Pardon the Interruption, presented by Bullet, part of Happy Hour. Let's get back into football with our great friend ESPN NFL and college football analyst Booger McFarland, today wearing a shirt from Aronim Inc., a beautiful course outside of Philadelphia. Let's start with this. The Browns' options at quarterback, now that Deshaun Watson is out, they are thin. They're starting a rookie against the Steelers, but their defense has been great. What does it feel like, and you know this in your career, what does it feel like to know that the defense has to go out there and win every game? It feels pretty good, Tony, because there's a level of responsibility that goes with that. One, if your team is going to count on you like that, that means you got to be pretty darn good. So when you step on the field, there's a level of arrogance to know that, hey, we are the baddest bullies on the block, and today they don't get a yard. And a level of responsibility to know that your team is counting on you. You can't go out there and give up three, four, five touchdowns. you got to hold this game down to a, a minimal number, realizing that if you can do that, you will do your part. And more than that, how about create some turnovers? How about score on defense? And see, we always looked at it with the attitude, we don't need to, our offense to do anything. We can stop them, and we can score. And anything our offense gives us, it's a bonus. That's how we approached it in Tampa the year we won the Super Bowl. John Gruden said, hey, you guys are good, but one thing you guys haven't done, score touchdowns. Hey, guess what, John? We scored nine that year. <laughs> that's, Booger, that's what it feels like to be a Bears fan for 102 years. Your defense better win everything because they don't even usually have a quarterback. Speaking of defenses that ought to be good, the Chargers – have Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, and a defensive head coach and gave up 41 and 533 yards to the Lions. So why isn't that Chargers defense better, Booger? Well, they should be, and I think that's the million-dollar question, Mike. I think it's a total failure on everybody out there. Early on, you could blame it on the injuries. Joey Bosa was hurt. Derwin James was hurt. They had a plethora of injuries. Now, especially this year, those guys have been pretty much healthy other than J.C. Jackson, who they traded away. So when you have a, a coach like Brandon Staley, who everybody wants to call him Boy Wonder, he's into the analytics, he's going for it on fourth down. Hey, how about do the thing that got you the job, which is called great defense? Because since you've <laughs> yeah. been in, in, in L.A., your defenses have been terrible. And, and at some point, 
I wonder if the Spanos family is going to simply say this. We are wasting one of the generational quarterbacks of this era with a defensive head coach whose defense is terrible. I don't know how long uh, they're going to put up with it, but if it were me, I would have gotten rid of them last year. How long, not long, ought to be the answer. Let's go to college football for a second. I think that Washington, Booger, should be number four rather than five. Should be ahead of Florida State. And they could get there by beating number 11 Oregon State this weekend. Do you like that matchup for Washington? Yeah, I I do like the matchup, but I'm going to push back number one. I still think Florida State's the best team in the country. I think I've shared that with you guys. Washington, although they have an exciting offense, Michael Penix and those wide receivers, I get that. Their defense struggle in the first half against Houston, I think they gave up 28 points. Now, they came back in the second half, and they played very well. But they're going to a place in Oregon State, and Corvallis up there is going to be wild, facing an Oregon State team that's going to be very physical and going to run the football. I think Oregon State may have an opportunity to pull the upset, although I do think that Washington is going to score a ton of points. It's going to be a physical game. And if Washington can handle the physicality, they should eke it out. But don't be surprised if you wake up Sunday morning, because we're going to be asleep when this one come on. If you wake up <laughs> Sunday morning and the Oregon State Beavers have won the game. You and Tony will be in oh. nap nap land. I'm going to watch the game, Absolutely. Boog. I'm going to carry on, bro. <laughs> All right, we get you out of here on this, and it's another college football question. I was very surprised to learn that Georgia, who I think is, I think is the number one team in the country, had only been on the road twice all year. They go on the road again. They go to Tennessee. Tennessee got beat the other day, but Tennessee's still number 18, and they've won 14 straight at home. Are you giving the volunteers a big chance, a little chance, or no chance at all to beat Georgia? I'll put it this way. There's a better chance of me, you, and Tony, me, you and Mike being in the studio in D.C. than Tennessee has of winning this game. And since you guys haven't been in the studio in like the last five years and I haven't been there, there's zero chance this is going to happen. So just understand that. Uh, Tennessee is, is, is a good football team. They're not great. The quarterback uh, has, has been erratic. I think their ability to run the football has been hampered throughout the season. They just got blasted last week by Missouri. So I think if you're Georgia, as long as you don't turn the football over, as long as you don't go in there saying, hey, guys, we're the big dog on the block and we can just roll our hat out there and we'll win the game, Georgia should win this game very comfortably. Although somebody did tell me at some point in the near future, maybe we all can get in the studio together. So who knows? Pigs may fly one day, guys. We can all be at a ground before we can get to the studio. I guarantee you Tony yeah. can find his way to Philly and get to a golf yeah. cart, Booger. He can do that. Thank you, I Booger. Let's do it. Thank you. Let's take one last break. Still to come, the A's take a significant step towards Las Vegas. And will Connor Bedard continue his scoring binge tonight? I got to get a Connor Bedard jersey. I don't have that yet. I'm still wearing proudly my pants. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. 
See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Pardon the Interruption is presented by Bullet Frontier Whiskey. Please drink responsibly. Part of happy hour. Happy time, people. Happy 59th birthday, Dwight Gooden. Talk about phenoms. Gooden was 19 years old in 1984 when he came up with the Mets and went 17-9 with a 2-6-0 ERA. He had 276 strikeouts and 31 starts and won National League Rookie of the Year. The next year at 20, Gooden won the Cy Young after going 24-4 with a 1-5-3 ERA, eight shutouts and 268 strikeouts. The year after, he was 17-6 with a 2-8-4 ERA on a World Series champion. Sadly, Gooden got into drugs. He pitched 16 seasons and he had a no-hitter, but the last 10 years, he was a shadow of his younger self, going 94-73 with a 4-2-4 ERA. The Mets have announced they will retire Gooden's number 16 and Darryl Strawberry's number 18. Both had histories of drug use and suspensions. They could have been Hall of Famers. Tony, Darryl Strawberry was a really nice player. Dwight Gooden looked like he might have been on a path to become the greatest pitcher of all time. I mean, that, that, that's it. Was certainly, okay, one of the, what, eight to ten greatest pitchers of all time. That's how great he was at that early age. Astounding. Happy anniversary, Darrell Rivas and Derek Kinder. On this day 17 years ago, the Pitt Panthers star defensive back had a memorable 73-yard punt return for a touchdown against West Virginia, 60 yards of it seemingly flirting with the sideline. Rivas' teammate Kinder delivered a crushing block that pancaked two Mountaineers players and opened the door for the return. Rivas went on to a Hall of Fame NFL career, including seven Pro Bowls and four All-Pro designations in 11 seasons. The phrase Revis Island was used to praise his shutdown work at corner. Kinder was drafted in the seventh round of the 2009 draft by your Chicago Bears, Wilbon, but never played in a regular season NFL game. I knew he never played in one for the Bears, Tony, because there was no presence at all for Kinder, who I guess we saw there in a preseason game. Happy trails to Oakland for the A's. Major League Baseball owners voted unanimously to approve A's owner John Fisher's proposal to move from Oakland to Las Vegas. The A's will continue to play in Oakland next season, but after that, we'll find other places to play until 2028 when their new stadium will open on the Strip. Bob Nightingale of USA Today reports the A's will play in their minor league stadium in Summerlin, Nevada, and at Oracle Park, the home of the San Francisco Giants. Toronto did something similar during the pandemic, playing in Buffalo and in their spring training facility in Florida. Oakland's been home to the A's for 55 years, and the mayor of Oakland said she will begin lobbying baseball for an expansion team. Tony, it's a nice little ballpark in suburban Las Vegas, but it only seats like between eight and 9,000. Maybe they can beef it up to seat more than that if they have to play there for a long time. Quick to the big finish. The NCAA Let's denied James Madison's appeal to be eligible for the college football playoff. Your thoughts? JMU and the state of Virginia are prepared to file a lawsuit stating the bowl ban violates antitrust laws. Tony, I think this could be a big deal. 
Blake Snell and Garrett Cole won the Cy Youngs. You okay with that? Thoroughly. Celtics beat the Sixers. Suns beat the T-Wolves. Bigger deal. No Porzingis, no Jalen Brown. I mean, Boston won without two starters in Philly. A huge deal. U.S. men's soccer against Trinidad and Tobago in Austin tonight. Who you got? Yeah, I got the United States tonight. Last one, Connor Bedard goes for his third straight multiple goal game tonight. Do you like his chances? Yeah, we're hosting the Lightning at the United Center. He's been hot, Tony. What we? the heck? What the heck? You say Three points, two goals you, and an assist for Connor Bedard. Skates? Are you skating? You we're know, out of I'm time. Always we're trying to be better the next time. I'm Tony Corner. Got to get my Bedard jersey. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, knuckleheads. 98 tone. Still wearing 88. Got to get the dark. Got to upgrade. Now. Why don't you buy a jersey? Come on. Okay.